Welcome to the ETS podcast, where we are facing the challenge and shaping the future. Greetings and thank you for joining us today in what I consider to be one of the more important topics of discussion in relation to the Holy Scripture, and that is a discussion in relation to biblical illiteracy. Now, what I want to do over the next four classes, uh, I really want to talk with you a contrast between what is biblical illiteracy versus biblical literacy. And I want you to see with me the very real reality of biblical illiteracy that exists within our local churches among the Christian faith. And then I want to discuss with you what we need to address in relation in relation to the possibility of seeing that changed. Why is Scripture so important? I mean, why is it that we place so much emphasis upon the Word of God? Let me begin with John chapter 1 and verse 1. The Bible reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. And Without Him there was nothing made that was made, and in Him is life, and that life is the light of men. Now let me go back and rehearse that one more time. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. And without Him, there was nothing made that was made. That scripture that I have just shared emphasizes this tremendous biblical truth, and that's the fact that everything God does begins with His Word. That's how important the Word is. You remember Psalms chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. It's a portion of Scripture that I don't think just landed there by chance. I think it's very purposeful as it leads us into the study of the Psalms, Psalms 1 and 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of God. And in his law doth he meditate both day and night. That man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in season. His leaf will never wither. Whatever he will do shall prosper. Think about what that scripture tells us. That's the opening statement to the book of Psalms. The man is blessed. That word blessed is the old Hebrew word makar. Without delving into the aspect of the word makar. Just let me say that that one word separates the spiritual from the natural, the eternal from those things that are temporal. He opens up by speaking that word makar. He says, blessed. It's in a spiritual context. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I do not receive my counsel from those out there who do not know God. I do not receive my counsel from the ungodly. I do not stand with sinners. Where do you spend your time? I do not discuss things such as scorning one another. What are your discussions leading into? But that individual's delight is in the law of God. What do you love? What do you prioritize? What do you deem as being incredibly special to you? His delight is the law of God, and in the law of God, he will meditate both day and night. How are you spending your time? We're going to talk about all of these things.
He delights in the law of God, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And the man that does so, this, this is what the Bible promises will be the result of the individual that lives out and lets the word effect a change within their life. This individual will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That means they will be sure, steady, stable, well-fed. This individual, he will bring forth fruit in season. He will be productive. His leaf will not wither. He will be unchangeable. And then whatever he does is going to prosper. That's how important it is that we understand the value of the Word of God, but still we're dealing with this thing that is known as biblical illiteracy. Uh, What exactly is that? How do we define biblical illiteracy? Well, I would open with this definition. Biblical illiteracy is the lack of truly knowing and understanding God's Word. That's important, but this is equally as important. It's knowing and understanding God's word, having been revealed in your heart, having been revealed in the heart of man through and by an intimate relationship with God, that is, through and by the personal work of the Holy Spirit. And you have to take that definition as a whole. Bible knowledge is just not enough. Understanding the Word of God is not enough. Just knowing about Him is not knowing Him. And we have to have a personal relationship. If you are not saved, if you are not part of the redeemed, you will never be biblically literate. It does not matter how much you pursue it or study it. If you have not embraced Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if the Holy Spirit is not actively working within your life, you can never be truly biblically literate. You will know the facts, but you will never know the person behind the facts. And you will be able to quote many things you will know about, but you will never know him. So biblical illiteracy is the lack of truly knowing and understanding God's word, having been revealed not in, your, not in your head, not in your mind, but rather in your heart through and by as a result of an intimate relationship, personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit within your life. You see, While biblical uh, illiteracy could include the absence of knowledge about uh, the compositional history and the nature of the ancient text as to how and why and by whom these texts were later codified as scripture, and and while biblical literacy uh, could include a lack of knowledge about what the texts themselves reveal, that is, as to their purpose and intent, the fact is Biblical knowledge does not qualify you as being biblically illiterate. There was a book written. It was actually a novel that was written back in 1960, or in the 1960s, I probably should say. Uh, The title of the novel is To Kill a Mockingbird. In this novel, there's a character by the name of Miss Marty, and Miss Marty makes a statement that has become very famous in this book, To Kill a Mockingbird, this was the statement. Sometimes the Bible in the hand of a man is worse than a whiskey bottle in the hand of another. You know what she was saying? What she meant by this statement was this. Most Christians know enough about the Bible to be dangerous. (laughs) In other words, it's one thing to know about God. 
It's another thing to know him. You see, the ability to quote scripture, as important as this may be, that does not make one biblically literate. Understanding compositional history and the nature of the ancient text, that's essential. That's essential. But it does not make one biblically literate. You see, one's, one skillful grasp of the languages, I mean, Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, that doesn't make you biblically literate. Biblical illiteracy is the lack of truly knowing and understanding God's word through and by an intimate relationship with him through salvation and in the work of the Holy Spirit within one's heart and one's life. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 24, verse 14 reads, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Did you get that? 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. They will only be considered by him as foolish. He will never know them because spiritual things to the unsaved are spiritually hidden, spiritually discerned. The Gospel of St. John chapter 4 and verse 24 reads that God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There's got to be an understanding that man is a a trichotomy, body, soul, and spirit. We are eternal beings. We are spiritual beings, tabernacled or capsuled momentarily, temporarily in a physical body. This body is a vehicle or transport of the real me, the spirit man, which is an eternal being. And there must be an understanding that we are to be led by the spirit into worshiping God, who is a spirit because we are spiritual beings. And if we're going to worship him, if we're going to know him, You've got to worship him in spirit and in truth. John 17, verse 17. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. John chapter 16 and verse 13. An important portion of scripture that I will conclude with in one of our other studies, our later studies. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will reveal, or he will show you things that are yet to come. It is the Holy Spirit that will reveal to you and guide you through the word of God and through revelation expound to you truth. John eight thirty two. You can know it. You can know it because the Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth can set you free or shall make you free. The reality of biblical illiteracy. According to the American Bible Society, 87% of American households owns a Bible. (laughs) When I read that statistic, I went through my home And within 10 minutes, now I must admit this, I come from a Christian home and a Christian family, and I gave my life to the Lord at a very, very, very young age, my wife the same. So we are a Christian household. I found over 20 Bibles, over 20 Bibles in my home within 10 minutes. Now, according to the American Bible Society, 87% of American households own a Bible. The average household actually has three 
Bibles available. But according to the American Bible Society, the problem is most Christians have access to a Bible that they never read. Survey continued. While 87% of American households own a Bible, listen to this, only 11% will actually say that they have read the Bible through. 30% of Americans surveyed have read no more than several passages or stories. And what's even more shocking is that only 36% would describe the Bible as true. Did you hear that? They own Bibles. It's in their household. But yet only 36% would describe the Bible as being true, while just over 50% would describe the Bible as being only a good source of morals. Well, it has to become more than a good source of morals and ethics. The Barna Group. Among Christians attending church, 80% of adults report owning a Bible. That's a percentage, by the way, that hasn't changed over recent years. But the problem comes in that according to the same research, only 35% actually read the Bible at least once a week. That is outside of church. And 42% read it less than once a year. Again, not counting the time that we spend in church reading the Bible. Continuing, Christianity is still the largest religion in Europe. Now, according to a survey about religiosity in the European Union in 2019, this was done by Eurobarometer, by the way. Christianity was the largest religion in the European Union, accounting for 64% of the European Union population. Now, this is down. This is down from 72% reported in the 2012 survey and down from the study done by Pew Research in 2010 who reported 76.2% Christian. Now, according to Pew Forum, 46% of the European population who affiliate themselves and identify themselves with Christianity are non-practicing Christians. So you've You've got to remember that whenever you read these statistics. I want to go through that again. According to Pew Forum, 46% of the European population that are who affiliates themselves with Christianity will tell you that they are non-practicing Christians. Wow. And the nine most important issues facing the evangelical church. Mikhail Vilach cites biblical illiteracy in the church as his ninth or as his final concern. And he agrees. He agrees with George Barna's assessment that the Christian body is immersed in a crisis of biblical illiteracy. New Testament scholar David Nienhus summarizes his understanding of the situation in an article that he titled The Problem of Evangelical Biblical Illiteracy. A view from the classroom. He writes, For well over 20 years now, Christian leaders have been lamenting the loss of general biblical literacy. Some among us may be tempted to seek odd solace in the recognition that our culture is increasingly post Christian. Much to our embarrassment, however, it has become increasingly clear that the situation is really no better among confessing Christians, even those who claim to hold the Bible 
in high regard. Biblical illiteracy, a very real problem and reality. The scripture is so vitally important. Unfortunately, although Christians were proclaimed the importance of scripture, our problem is they're simply not reading the Bible. Heavenly Father, help us to glean and gain a greater understanding of your word through and by the leading and direction of the Holy Spirit and speak to us concerning the matter of biblical illiteracy within our homes, within our lives, and within our Christian family. This I pray in the name of Jesus. And amen. Thanks for listening to the ETS podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.ets-canibus.de.